Hi friend, how are you? It's been a while. I'm doing okay. Thanks for asking though. It's been four or five weeks, maybe even longer than that. So I'm very sorry for the uh, for the delay. This one's taken a little bit of time to get out there, um, mainly due to me having a bit of surgery and being a bit laid up. But I think it's worth the wait. On today's podcast, we have an excellent guest, uh, a chap called Nick Anderson of Nick Anderson Fitness. You can find him on Instagram at Nick Anderson Fitness, or you can search uh, search the web for him again, Nick Anderson Fitness. He is someone that is funny, charismatic, full of energy and gusto, um, and really gives some some excellent and sage advice. He <laughs> he does some pretty hilarious. Uh, videos on on Instagram and, and on TikTok. One um, had as many as two million views, which is kind of crazy, right? And it's just one of those conversations that it's just a really wholesome conversation, full of different um, kind of tidbits that you can take away and and make and enhance your life. Uh, for the better. So without further ado, hunker down, get comfortable, because I'm welcoming you in to the safe place. So hello and welcome, uh, Nick. Thank you so much for for joining today. Um, just for everyone to know, Nick is. Uh, has very kindly come on uh, today after um, a, few, a little uh, a little spell of trying to rearrange a, a couple of times. Um, Nick is a uh, a very good PT, um, recently married, uh, which I'm sure we'll get into, uh, and just a a, a stand up guy. Um, if you if you don't already follow Nick on on Instagram. Um, I'll let uh, Nick give you all his details so that you can do because I must admit some of the videos you post are bloody hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, Nick, do you want to do you want to give a, a bit more of a, a bit more of background uh, well, and, and go from there? Well, first of all, thank you for this glowing review. <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, you're getting my ego up a little bit early this morning, so happy about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like like Gavin said, um, yeah, I'm a I'm a personal trainer. I do a lot of uh, online fitness coaching as well. Um, really, what I try to work on with people is just getting out of the like you have to do all these crazy things to lose weight because those things just don't work. And I know they don't work because I've foolishly done them. Like, like many people, (laughs) um, I was one of those people who like in my twenties did, um, the cabbage soup diet, which if you don't know what that is, uh, basically you get to eat nothing but cabbage soup for, I think it's like two weeks. And then it's like one day it's like, you can eat all the cabbage soup you want and all the fruit you want and then the next day it's like all the cabbage soup you want and only chicken (laughs) like it makes (laughs) no sense from a scientific perspective 
Um, yeah, my toilet was not happy about the cabbage soup diet. So, <laughs> nor the rest of your household, I'm sure. No, seriously. Well, I was doing it with um, it was my girlfriend at the time. We were both doing it because we were both like, this is a good idea. So neither of us were happy. Um, and, you know, we were just, it was just the two of us living together. So our house smelled real bad. <laughs> <laughs> Between the smell of the actual cabbage soup and the aftermath of the cabbage soup. <laughs> um, so, yeah, after doing stuff like that and many other things, I was like, I finally found the correct way to do it, which is to do things a little more sustainably, you know, eat more food. So you're not going crazy all the time. And once I figured that out, I was like, Holy crap. Like why doesn't everyone know this? So I made it my mission to make sure everyone knows it. <laughs> and, and, and one of the things that I think I've, I've particularly enjoyed recently um, is your, your other character. Your other self being, being on, <laughs> on, on film. Do you want to tell the listeners a bit about that? Yeah, so I've actually got a whole cast of characters <laughs> on my Instagram now. Oh man, it's gotten wild. Um, it all started with uh, my first character I invented. His name is Jim Douche. Um, and he was inspired by a person that I frequently saw at the gym, obviously. Um just the guy that leaves his weights all over the place, shadow boxes directly in front of the dumbbell rack. So <laughs> nobody can get in there. So I was like, all right, yep. Jim douche is going to be a guy. So I made a lot of videos around him, like just showing things that you shouldn't be doing in the gym. If you want to be a good, respectable person, like don't yep. drop your, don't drop your dumbbells right in front of the rack and walk away from them. Um, and then uh, my next character, who is probably the one you're referring to, is uh, <laughs> so I put on a, a blonde wig and occasionally wear my wife's sports bra. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this character's name is Penelope, and she is <laughs> how do we describe Penelope? <laughs> um, you know what? Your, your alter ego, I would say. She, yeah, she really is kind of like the past version of me. The, <laughs> the one that would do the cabbage soup diet. Um, or like the detox cleanse. I did a video recently where she, she did like a juice cleanse or something. And uh, <laughs> yeah. she was on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> it got a little ridiculous. Uh, there was some screaming involved. My, my, wife is a, my wife is a therapist and she works at home. And uh, she could hear me screaming from the bathroom. It feels like there's a pineapple coming out of my ass <laughs> while she was in a session. It's just like, what the fuck are you doing in there? Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's Penelope. She really just um, makes all the mistakes that that we've all made. Like, and it's funny because someone commented on that video not long ago and they're like, do you realize how offensive this is? And I was like, you know, in a way it is because if you relate to this person, then it's hard to see that. Yeah. And the only reason I posted that and, and post this character is because I have related to her. So like, I know what that struggle is like and I don't know. Maybe it's my comical way of saying like, don't do these things. But if you relate to it, maybe you can learn from it. 
Yeah, and I think I think that's one of the things that I I really like about the content that you put out. It's it's done in it's done from a good place for one. So you know, it's that kind of good-hearted um, nature that you've got, but also it, you are basically trying to bring people out so they can see the kind of most ridiculous elements of mm-hmm. what they're doing by being that kind of over-the-top um, character. And yeah, if you're getting people messaging you saying that it's offensive, well, that's the reality check for them. Um, and hopefully, as you say, they're they're able to to learn from that and 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 seek your advice and and help after. Absolutely, and I think I think if people do find it offensive, then they're probably not in a place to learn from it yet, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Yeah. Sometimes you're just not you're not ready to look inside yourself and be like, oh, something's not right here. And that's that's like the other struggle of social media, right? Like no matter what you post, someone's going to find something offensive. Um, I know I posted a video oh, like a long time ago. It ended up getting 2 million views, which was insane. Like wow. it, it made me really freaking anxious. I'm not going to lie <laughs> to you. I was like, wow, 2 million people have seen this. I don't like that. <laughs> but basically the video was saying that it's okay to have cream and sugar in your coffee. And the comments on TikTok for this video were through the roof. Like, people were offended that I was drinking cow's milk. People were offended <laughs> that I was having dairy because it's inflammatory. People were offended about everything. People were offended that I put the cream first and then the sugar later. Like, the <laughs> things that people get offended about are utterly ridiculous. Um, social media is just a wild place, isn't it? <laughs> and I, I mean, how, how did you get into social media? What 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 was it for you that kind of started that that kind of <sighs> journey into that crazy world? Because it is it's, it is a very crazy place to be. This is a great question. I'm not sure I know the answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like two to three years ago, I did not even have an Instagram. Um, yeah. Like I was on Facebook and I just like, I was there for the memes. That's pretty much it. I was there to see what my family is doing. And basically when I started Instagram, first, my first reason for starting Instagram was so I could creep on all my friends because, you know, that's, that's fun. (laughs) (laughs) I knew they're all on there. I want to see what they're up to. But then, yeah, I I started posting some educational content. And I think a lot of that reason was because I had just gotten certified as a trainer and was really excited to share the information that I had learned with people. And I was really nervous to do it at first. My content in the beginning was awful. Let's, Let's be real. It was awful. I was nervous on camera. I was shaky. You could physically see me like shifting from foot to foot when I'm doing videos <laughs> and like my face is red as a tomato. <laughs> so Or a tomato but, for the uh, for the British listeners. Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Literally that went right through my head as I said that. I'm like, I'm tired of that person. I said tomato. I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Obviously you know what a tomato is, but <laughs> um lost my train of thought there, but <laughs> So, yeah. so you you were you were coming on to until you just you just kind of got onto Instagram and and started posting your educational content. Yeah, and and like I said, I was I was nervous to do it, but it's funny. The more you do something, I mean, this goes for anything: social media, going into the gym, eating more calories. The more you do it, the less nervous you are about it. The better you get at it, 
and I like to think I'm pretty good at it now. I don't know, but <laughs> it certainly always gives me a smile. <laughs> well, I appreciate that for sure. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's kind of how it started. Is I just I just really wanted to to share the knowledge that I had learned, and you know, it was it was rough at first, but it got better. And the more I did it, the more I learned too. The more I learned about how to use social media, what people want to, what kind of content people are interested in. And I guess what kind of content I'm interested in posting. Because maybe I I would post some stuff that maybe other people were interested in, but I wasn't interested in. I'm like, I don't really want to post that. What's the point if I'm not interested in it? And do, you, and do you think that's kind of changed and evolved over the, the past few years in terms of what what you're actually wanting to post as much as anything else? Um, I think in a way, yeah. There, there's been a lot of constants that have remained the same. Like I post a lot about fat loss yeah. because I know that's what most of my viewers are interested in. That's what I struggled the most with in the beginning it's not something I struggle with now and it's not even something I'm particularly interested in now, but I know how much it means to people and actually helping people with that means a lot to me, even though it's not something that I'm focused on personally, but helping other people focus on that. um, That means a hell of a lot to me. But one of the things I really started getting into in my own fitness is building strength And when I first started, I didn't know anything about that. Um, But the more I started to learn about that, the more I was like, oh, this is fun. Let's teach other people about this. And one of my clients that I work with now, um, when she started, had no interest either. And then she did a deadlift and she was like, oh, this is the coolest thing ever. How to how to lift heavy things off the floor? It sounds so simple, doesn't it? It's just a simple, like primal act. That yeah, <laughs> it just feels so good to do. Um, so it was crazy, just like watching her be like, "Yeah, I just want to like get better at moving around and feel good." And I think one of her goals actually, when she did her like initial intake form, was she was like, "I want to be able to fight a bear if I ever have to." She's just <laughs> wild. <laughs> So it makes sense that she really liked deadlifting once she learned how to do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because, you know, it's very important if you're fighting a bear, it's better to lift the bear up. Yeah, exactly. Obviously. It needs some nice convenient handles on it and maybe <laughs> needs to lie dormant for a while. But <laughs> maybe, maybe more of the lifting the rock up and throwing it. Maybe that's more apt. Because <laughs> you're, you're training for a competition now, aren't you? I am. I am training for a powerlifting competition, which is something I've never done before. And again, this kind of all goes back to like doing something new and you're going to be anxious at first, but the more we do it, the more we're going to get better at it. But it's just such a completely different style of training than I'm used to because I mean, what I was doing before was kind of just like general, like get a little bit stronger in the gym. Yeah. And now it's more like, okay, let's get as strong as you possibly can for three lifts. So, man, the fatigue on my body has been insane. <laughs> bet, bet. So, uh, just, just, just tell the listeners a, bit, a little bit about what what that powerlifting is, what that 
what the lifts are and and kind of the sort of training that you're having to do at the moment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so basically, you do three lifts in the competition. Your goal is to do one rep. You get three attempts for each lift. Your goal is to do one rep for each attempt as much weight as possible, and then you total up those weights and at the end that's your number for your competition that's your total and they take whoever's highest and say hey you're the winner i'm not going in to win first of all (laughs) i'm going in to compete that's it Um, never say never (laughs) you never know but um so it's the squat the bench and the deadlift um and i like to think of this first competition as like you're going in to run a 5k like people don't sign up for a 5k and go i'm here to be in first place yeah like no you just go you participate you have a good time and you say you did the thing so that's kind of the goal of the first one we'll see what happens after that you never know maybe we'll go in and try to set some records or something but let's not get ahead of ourselves (laughs) (laughs) and have you got any any kind of specific targets in terms of what you want to lift in that or I'm trying to tell myself that I don't have those. Yeah. Because I know that if I don't hit those, I'll set myself up for disappointment if I don't do it. Um, So really, I want my goal to focus on throughout these next, I think I got 14 weeks until the, until the competition. So for these next 14 weeks, just try and get my technique as down as possible. um, Train as hard as I can. So when meet day comes, really the goal is just to perform my best if whatever it is whatever that may be if maybe i'm feeling weak that day and i just go in and do my best that's the goal yeah and i love that because it is so easy isn't it to particularly in competition Mm -hmm. to go in and go right i've got to hit 200 i'm going to talk kilos but 200k uh deadlift 150k bench um i don't know 250k squat and that's what i've got to do but then if you miss any one of those then it's got to be that you, you've not met it you've not hit your your, your goal so you're yeah. only going to look at that in a negative way whereas you're you're now thinking of it more in the performance um of the day and of who and how you're going into that so you're opening up yourself for a much better result no matter how you do exactly yeah i don't feel like i have to hit a certain number because Mm. if i don't hit that number i'll feel like i failed yeah even though maybe i had performed my best maybe i did the absolute best that i could do um i can relate that back to a time i did a half marathon like three four years ago and i felt like i didn't meet my expectation because at like mile 10 i stopped and walked i was like i can't i can't fucking do this anymore my legs are dead it was super hot um i don't know what this is in celsius but it was like 100 degrees that day so sun just beating down no like humidity was through the roof and i stopped and i I walked the rest and i felt disappointed in that but yeah really i did the best i could i pushed through as far as i could and then when that wall hit, I walked it out and I finished the race. So like, yeah, first one, I finished I finished the race. I shouldn't have been disappointed in that mm. because I did my best. So And you didn't quit. 
No, I didn't quit. I could have walked right off the course yeah. if I wanted to. So and very easily, particularly in in heat and and humid heat. I mean, that's pretty much your worst possible conditions to run in. Yeah, for sure. And it was miserable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the funny thing is, um, when I did that, I was I was so disappointed in it that the next year I was like, okay, I'm going to do five of these which was the worst idea I've ever had in my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) And um, my goal there was to just like do the best I could. Cause I kind of was like, okay, yeah, let's actually, my goal for the first one was to run the whole thing to not stop. Yeah. That was all I wanted to do. And I did. And by like the third or fourth one, I'm like, what am I doing? I don't want to do this anymore. Like I had to like stay trained throughout the whole year. Cause it was like yeah. there was one in March. There was one in April. There was one in June, you know, like I couldn't just stop. Like I was training for an event for the entire year. Yeah. And you know, every Saturday was supposed to be my long run day. So I was like, Oh, I can't go out guys. Like, sorry, we, we can't do any fun stuff. Cause I'm going to run 10 miles. I'm going to be too tired. So, yeah, that was one of the big regrets of my life. <laughs> doing five half marathons in a year. And every single one rained, by the way. Did every it? single one, except for one, except for the one that was also blistering hot. So conditions that, were not good for any of them. I would actually rather, I mean, I, I, as you know, I'm not a runner um, by any stretch of the imagination um, and, and never will be. Um but I would always rather be out in the rain doing that sort of thing than any other type of weather. Maybe snow, because that'd be quite good fun. But I do, I don't mind running in the rain. By the way, I haven't run in like three years, so I do mind running in the rain because it's running at this point. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> doesn't really go hand in hand with with being strong, does it? <laughs> no, no, not really. Um, but yeah, I, I, I did think running in the rain was kind of fun there was something i don't know just something about it that felt freeing but doing it for two hours is not <laughs> as fun my socks were wet <laughs> like yeah. had blisters all over my feet from wet socks so yeah it wasn't ideal <laughs> yeah when you put it that way yeah maybe maybe not <laughs> <laughs> like doing like a quick like 20 minutes is great but <laughs> And and you've you've gotten married this year, I have, I have. Um, and so how how does your how does your wife uh, mind your training? Because you must be you must be in the gym a lot with your powerlifting training. I am in the gym four times a week, um, maybe in somewhere between one to two hours, depending on yeah. the workout. And usually, if it's on the higher side, it's because I'm dragging ass because I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but she, she doesn't mind. She goes, she goes twice a week with me. Like we go to the gym together. So on Fridays cool. and Sundays we go together and, uh, I'll help her with her stuff too. Um, so that usually takes me a little longer because I have to like be like, Hey, you're doing that hip thrust wrong. Can I help you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, she's, she's super supportive about it. She's always been very supportive about all my fitness stuff. Um, so I'm very, very grateful for her and, because I don't think I could have done this kind of thing without her support. Like if she was just like, you know what? You're spending too much time doing this shit. I'd be like, yeah, okay, I'm going to quit. So, <laughs> and, uh, 
was this kind of what you imagined you'd be doing uh, like for your your career when you were younger or, or oh god or no. this, <laughs> is, uh, just because you mentioned about being being someone that that's that's had kind of struggled with weight before and and that sort of things yeah so like last year this time last year i was working uh full-time as a mechanical engineer um I did that for six years, you know, went to college for it, did all the things. And like, I don't know, once I started getting into the fitness realm, I was like, man, I really love doing this. And I really don't like sitting behind this desk all day. Like, I don't like dealing with the, the corporate side of things. I don't like how much stress there is involved in this job. I don't like how everything's like triage mode. Like we just got to go, 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 go. And, you know, once I found that passion for something and realized that what I was doing wasn't a passion, it was just to make money, Yeah, which, you know, there's benefits to doing things to make money. But I was like, I gotta, I gotta get out of this and I gotta chase what I actually want to chase. And be real. I took a very big pay cut to do this. Like that field pays well. We were very, very comfortable financially. And now I wouldn't say things are a struggle. We're comfortable, but like, it's it's a very noticeable difference. Like we got to tighten the belt on things a little bit, but I think sometimes money is not worth what you go through to make it. And yeah. if you can find something to do as a career that you really love doing, then that's worth more to me. Like the lifetime happiness of like being older and looking back and being like, I'm proud of what I did. I'm proud of, I'm proud of making that change because if I did that for my entire life, I wouldn't be proud because I, I don't care if whatever company builds another power plant, that doesn't mean anything to me. But if I can help someone change their relationship with food and feel more comfortable in their own body, then I'm going to look back and be super proud of that. And I already know that's that's what I'm going to look back on when I'm older is how proud I am of that. That's, I mean, that's it's a, fa- a fairly rare thing for some people to be able to actually say. I mean, one finding what you really love doing. So many people don't find that mm-hmm. even at the end of their their careers, but also that you know what you want to look back on and how you want to look back that kind of package together is a very rare thing. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I think about that a lot. (laughs) Like I think about what my life's going to be like when I'm older. And like, if, if the things that I'm doing now are going to serve that, if, if that's something I'm going to be proud of when I'm older, I don't know why I think about that, but I feel like that's kind of a good way to go about life because if if you're doing things that you're going to look back on and not be proud of now, then why are you doing them? So, what, do, do you think that's come from your 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 parents, your upbringing, or or is that just something that you've developed over the years, coincidentally? Yeah, I mean, I guess I've developed it more coincidentally, and maybe the fact is that I've I've found something that I'm proud of now. 
So, and I think when I was making that career shift, that was a lot of what was going through my head is like, because it, it was a hard decision to make. I was like, I'm not sure if this is what I want to do. I'm not sure if, if I want to give up this nice financial security. But I think that really had been the deciding factor. It's like, I know, I know when I'm older, this is going to be what I'm proud of. And I want that feeling. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I mean, I, I, I've been through three career changes already. And I'm sure I'll have another three or four as I go through my, <laughs> my, my career still. Um, and actually, I, in some ways, that that's kind of the the nice thing about how work is these days that you don't have to, I don't know if it's as, as like this in the U S as it is over here, but it just feels like there's much more opportunity to move careers now mm. than there would have been in previous generations. I mean, it just wasn't a done thing um, in the older generations. I think, I think the opportunity is there here. I'm, it kind of feels like there's a little bit of a stigma around it though. Like okay. I think people are kind of in this idea of like you you do what you do and like that's part of your identity. So like if you're in a certain field that's part of your identity and if you change that like I don't know if it's I don't think it's frowned upon but it might be viewed as a little odd. And I know when I left, I got a lot of questions like, really, you're you're changing to to do that? Why? Like, which is a fair question, right? Like, you yeah. do something for a long time. It's like, why, why are you switching? But I think a lot of people were excited about the fact that I was changing careers. I was I was very well respected in my job. Um, I was good at what I did. And even though I didn't like it, like I was still good at it <laughs> and I got along well with all my coworkers and all that stuff. But I don't know. It was interesting seeing them be like, wow, like that's such a big shift. Why are you doing that? I'm, I'm shocked. People were shocked that I was changing my job, um, which is interesting because they all followed me on social media and knew I was doing all of this stuff. So. <laughs> but, but maybe it's the, it, maybe it's the fear. Cause there is there is a big fear around change and absolutely it kind of goes back almost to the characters that that you've got on insta in that what you've essentially done there is is going to hold the mirror up to everybody else and said well this is what i'm going to be going and doing um because it serves me in the best way and then it kind of makes them think about it which is a scary thing Mm. so the the fairly normal reaction to that is to go, well, that's, that's crazy and take a step back. Uh, Yeah. And I think like, this goes back to what we're talking about, how people were offended on social media about everything. Mm. Like if, if people feel offended on something, it's because they're not ready to look inside themselves and make any kind of change. Maybe they don't want to, maybe they're like, I'm, I'm comfortable trying to lose weight the way I'm trying to lose weight. And this is what works for me. Even if it's, not exactly working for them, yeah. But making a change into something different is—it's scary, especially when you've been eating such a a low amount of food, and you're like, "Oh, if, if I eat more, then I'm going to gain weight." That's that's the biggest fear that people have from switching to like a very low calorie diet to something a little more sustainable. They're like, "I'm going to gain weight by doing this," and 
I have a lot of clients that start with me and we'll work on that and they'll quit in the first month because they think that they're going to gain weight from it. Yeah. And they're not, they're not ready for that change yet. But the ones that do, the ones that don't quit and actually see that it's working after two, three, six months, like, holy crap, this, this changed my life and change is scary, but sometimes it's necessary. And do you find that you have more people that are shifting from kind of the, the really calorie controlled end of the spectrum rather than, than people that aren't controlling the calories at all and are kind of just eating whatever they whatever they want, but not having the benefit of understanding the calorie intake. Right. I think, you know, I think there's, there's benefits of both. Like if you're that person that is eating whatever you want without any understanding, I think counting calories for a while is a good idea for you. Maybe not something to do forever, but just so you have a basic understanding of like, Oh yeah. A McDonald's cheeseburger has like 280 calories. It's not going to make me instantly turn into a marshmallow from eating a McDonald's cheeseburger. It's really not that bad. Now you shouldn't be eating McDonald's cheeseburgers every single day. That's stupid. Let's, <laughs> like, uh, before someone hearing this is like, oh, I can eat McDonald's every day, you see? <laughs> well, I mean, technically, you can. And technically, you can. Technically, and, you can. And you could lose weight. Yeah. Um, but you wouldn't feel very well. No, you wouldn't. Uh, Jordan Syatt did that experiment. Did. Have you seen that one? Yeah, I have. It's yeah. Great, For great anyone who hasn't seen that, I would definitely recommend looking that one up where he eats a Big Mac every day for 30 days. Yeah. He loses like six pounds or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. He's felt like shit the whole time, though. Yeah. So. <laughs> no energy, didn't want to work out, all, you know, all these sort of things. Right. It was yeah. great. But um, I, that was one of the things that opened my eyes the most, like seeing that video and being like, Oh, I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I there are also there's also the other side of the spectrum where people are strictly controlling calories. Uh, every single thing that goes into their mouth is tracked, and they're eating way too little. I think maybe having them spend some time not counting calories is a good idea too. So mm. you know, as as any good fitness coach would tell you it depends it, it always depends like there's no one size fits all solution for everyone and i think people are always looking for the what's the best thing to do yeah the answer is always it depends unfortunately and and do you see more people that are on the already on their journey of kind of being that person that's very calorie controlled and is starting too low and therefore then presumably then binge eating outside of that because mm -hmm. sticking to a super low calorie intake is either going to make you feel pretty unwell or you're just going to end up shoveling food because you're so hungry yeah i like to i like to think of that as like if you if you go underwater and you hold your breath for a really long time eventually you're going to need to come up and breathe a lot of air yeah, it's a survival mechanism, and that's that's kind of what happens when you go on a really low calorie diet and then binge eat your entire fridge. It's it's, it's survival. Um, I see a lot of both. I see a lot of the people just like eating whatever they want and not 
controlling any kind of intake like every meal is mcdonald's and i see a lot of people like overly restricting and being like why can't i lose weight i'm eating 1200 calories and me having to tell them you're not eating 1200 calories yeah and that's hard for them to accept too but i know a lot of times i'll be like all right i want you to send me a food log for the last week and they'll be like okay here's monday through thursday and i'll be like where's the rest (laughs) yeah and they'll be like oh (laughs) <laughs> maybe I'm not eating. Maybe I'm not eating as little as I thought I was, or, or indeed drinking. I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't drink at all actually these days. But you could very easily end up being really good with your food, but then having three or four lagers or whatever mm-hmm. um, every night, and that's got a lot of calories in. It adds or up for sure. Sports drinks full of yeah. sugar having a, a coke with dinner i mean yeah. like again nothing wrong with that in moderation but if you're drinking an entire two liter bottle like that's a that's lot a of lot calories, of calories. <laughs> <laughs> it's is it a jordan site and um do you know james smith yeah 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 so they're both the kind of calorie deficit mm-hmm. it's a you know straight straight kind of talking is it as simple as that, though? Simple, yes, but easy, no. Yeah. They're very different things. It is as simple as eating less calories than your body burns. That's how you lose weight. That's science, and that's not disputable. But there's a lot of things that go into how to actually create a calorie deficit. different things are going to work for different people for some people maybe it's um eating a little more and eating at different times of the the day so you can feel full throughout the day maybe it's eating more protein so you can feel fuller um and for other people it's it's easy to do they're like oh okay this is fine um so i guess the point i'm trying to make is just because something's simple doesn't mean it's easy. And there are a lot of different methods to creating a calorie deficit and you have to find the one that works for you. And that's, that's what I'm here to help people with is finding what's going to work for you and using all the little tools that you can along the way to make things easier, like, like eating more vegetables for, for fullness so you can really get your nutrients in as well if you're eating like say your calorie deficit is supposed to be 1800 calories and every single meal is doritos you're gonna feel like shit you're not getting enough nutrients in and on the flip side of that if every single meal is broccoli you're still not getting enough nutrients in you're not getting any protein in your diet and you're gonna feel like shit so you gotta kind of find the foods that are going to work for you that you're going to a get fullness satisfaction out of and be a little taste satisfaction too because we need that and so there's something that i've been seeing recently on 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 social media and and out of it actually um and it's the the point of exercise and i'd like to get your views on it really so one of the one of the the influence influences I'll I'll call them um that I've recently recently seen has been talking about how um 
you should exercise to create a deficit. And that should be how you're doing it. Um, What's your thoughts? I, I think there's a lot of purposes for exercise. I think that is with, with using exercise to create a deficit that can kind of be a slippery slope into over-exercising just to, to burn more calories. It kind of creates a disordered relationship around exercising. It makes people feel like I ate this food. Now I have to burn it off. Now I have to do this to burn it off. And I don't think that's a good road to go down because you feel like you have to earn your food. Like Mm. you don't have to earn your food. You're a human and that is hard enough. So like food is something that you need and you don't need to do any exercise to earn it. I think there's a lot of good purposes for exercising, whether it's because you want to feel better, whether it's because you want to be able to sit on a toilet when you're 80 and get off of it. That's why we should squat. That's one of the the main reasons we should squat because one of the main reasons that people check into assisted living is because they can't get on and off the toilet of their own power. Yeah. Um, You can exercise because you want to get stronger. You can exercise because you want to be able to go for a walk in the park and not feel tired. But exercising to burn calories, I don't think is the way to go about it because it does create a negative relationship around exercise. You're not going to want to do it because you feel Mm -hmm. like you have to. So uh, part of the reason that I ask is because I've been there mm-hmm. in that mindset, and it was my own mindset at the time. It wasn't. It wasn't pushed. This was kind of. This was pre-social media, as it now is. And I used to go to the gym at least once a day, if not twice a day. And I mean, I I I ate fairly well, but it that wasn't how I was kind of putting myself into fat loss zone as i used to think of it it was by working out really really hard and burning calories through exercise Mm. and all that did for me in the end was injuries because i was overtrained Mm -hmm. fatigue because i was overtrained and i fell out of love with training because i was overtraining it got boring yeah yeah um and i've i've been there too like like I said, I made a bunch of mistakes in the beginning too. And I was doing the same thing. I was working out two times a day, every day for, it was literally 101 days straight because I remember it was on Christmas that I was like, all right, taking a day off. And then uh, from there I took like two weeks off (laughs) because I was burnt out of it because I didn't like doing it anymore. I wasn't seeing any results because I wasn't allowing myself any time to recover. Um, and I was like, I'm working out so much. Why am I not seeing results? Now I know that it was because there was no time for recovery. And that's, that's where your actual progress happens is during that recovery time from after you exercise. Yeah. So yeah, I I think it's a really dark path to go down and you have, have experience with it. I have experience with it. So it, it, it ain't right. (laughs) It ain't right. (laughs) So we'll we'll give that one a big uh, a big cross klaxon. I think is uh, is probably the way to go with it next time. Yes. I see it on Insta. F- find another why for your exercise because <laughs> um, there's a million of them. It's it's there for you to feel better. That's really number one. Like it's it's there to help you feel better, to help you feel better in your body, to help your body move better. 
to help you not get winded going up the stairs. So mm-hmm. that was one of my whys is I remember going, to, I ordered a pizza. I lived in a second floor apartment, went down the stairs, was all excited, ran up the stairs to go eat my pizza. <laughs> and by the time I got to the top, I was like, <laughs> I'm going to eat this pizza. And then tomorrow I'm going to start working. Out. <laughs> <laughs> It's it, it's it is it's a funny interesting thing as well because I know bodybuilders that I I used to go to one of these gyms that was like a full on meathead gym mm-hmm. and it was just people lifting weights there were there were some cardio machines but no one really used them they were all dusty cobwebs <laughs> yeah. all over them yeah, yeah. They, were, they were tucked away in the Little corner spider in the- <laughs> <laughs> and and. We, that's what we were like. We were we were all, and myself included, we were all really unfit, but strong. Mm-hmm. So, like, how do you, how do you one, how do you do that for yourself? So you you st- you're still looking after your kind of your heart health because it feels like that's a topic that's really coming back into the the kind of front of people's minds. Um, and then also for your clients, how do you how do you make sure that that's programmed for them? Yeah, this is a this is a really interesting question, especially because I think over the last few years, people have, fitness coaches in particular, have gotten into an idea of like, oh, cardio is unnecessary, yeah. which which is just not true. Um, you know, for myself, I I love just taking a walk. Like I'll take a nice long walk every couple of days because that's cardio, and I think people overestimate what they need to do for cardio. They think like, oh, I got to go on the elliptical for an hour and go really hard, or I got to do this run. But that's not the case. Um, If you are doing cardio at a little bit of a lower intensity rate, first of all, you're not going to overly fatigue. You're not going to burn yourself out. And secondly, it's actually a little better for your heart health. There's been a lot of research lately. I shouldn't say there's been a lot. There's been a new piece of research lately about um, when you're in zone two cardio. So it's um, between 60 to 70% of your max heart rate, 60 to 70, right? Or is it 50 to 60? I can't remember right now for whatever reason, I'm having a brain fart. I always think of it it by the breath test. Yeah, that's that's a good way to go about it too. Um, but if you're at that lower intensity, it's there's been links to how much of lower intensity cardio you do and lower all-cause mortality. So you, you live longer by doing lower intensity cardio. And uh, again, we're not talking like hour sessions, just like a half hour walk every couple of days. Mm. It's going to do wonders for you. And I usually program my clients to have some kind of step goal. Like, I'm not saying that you have to specifically go on a walk. Maybe if they're very active in their job, they're probably already hitting those steps and that's okay. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think that's one of the best ways to go about it. Maybe if you don't like walking, that's fine. You can go on the elliptical. You can ride a bike. Like, really just do what you like doing. There's no, like I said before, it depends. There's no best cardio to do. The best cardio is going to be the one that you'll actually do. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I... I mean, I, I'm someone that walking is difficult. Like, mm. I mean, particularly at the moment. Um, Fair. I've been, <laughs> <laughs> I've been gone through everything. And yeah, I 
throughout most of my time, I found other alternatives. So, yeah, I, I it's not to say that I've not not gone for runs and stuff in the past, but it, it's just bloody painful. Right. Like, so, and even walking, it is bloody painful. So why would I do it? But I could go swimming, or exactly. I could go and use the um, the ski erg, um, you know, the pulley down um, things, which seem to be really popular at the moment um, because that does it for me. That that's a way that I I can do, and I quite enjoy it. It's just, it's a kind of horribly brutal um, bit of kit, but it's uh, it's kind of brutally fun. Um, for my sadistic mind. <laughs> and it, and it, you know what? Some people are like that. Some people yeah. just want like the brutal workout. And if that's what you like, then that's fine too. Like, <laughs> and, and, and doing things. So when I was growing up, I played sport. I didn't do, I didn't go to the gym. I didn't work out. Didn't do any of that stuff. I played sport. I played a lot of it. And I think sometimes we forget that actually going out and running with your with with your little boy or you know just playing and mm-hmm. just playing around and and playing a game of of uh, soccer to to you at football to to us over here in the garden that's going to get your heart going absolutely going and doing um, jiu jitsu or some other martial art that I can't think of. <laughs> All these things, like there's loads of stuff that you can do. Yeah, like really weird example. I don't know why this one popped into my head. Take a fencing class. Like that's card. Oh, you know, no idea. I was just watching something where they were fencing, so that's probably why. <laughs> but like, there's so many things you could do. A, a dance class. Mm. My, my wife's been doing dance classes every Thursday, and she's like, "Yeah, this is." This is my cardio. Like I don't do cardio ever, so this is great for me. And I've noticed her energy has gone up a lot since she's been starting to do those. So if you can find a fun way to do it, find the fun way. Let's mm-hmm. not do the boring one. Do the fun one. Yeah. That's the best one. <laughs> yeah. And I, I I think I I think I think you've said this on your either one of your more amusing videos or one of your kind of more training focused videos, but it is exactly that it's do the thing that you're going to do. Right. Yeah. Cause the thing you're not going to do, what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> you're just not going to do it. Yeah. It, well, I mean, you might do it for a week. Sure. And then, I'm going to carry on. Are you? And then it'll just be like those uh, cardio machines at your old gym with cobwebs all over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and frankly, what's the point? Exactly. Just because you feel like you need to do that because it's the best way. No, get out of here. <laughs> so I've got I've got two questions for you. Um, as we're kind of we're, we're kind of nearing the the um, the hour mark, which is pretty well we'll we'll, we'll kind of tie this up. But first one, um, if you had your five year old self and you could actually have a cro- proper conversation with them. What advice would you give him? Five-year-old me was a terror. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would I would encourage five-year-old me to do some kind of fun exercise more. I didn't really get involved in the sports when I was a kid. I played a little baseball. That's about it. 
um, if I had gotten involved in some kind of sport when I was younger and was a little more active, I think I would have been a lot more successful in my own fitness. I mean, I think there's a lot of benefit to the fact that I made a lot of mistakes. I think it makes me who I am today. But if I could go back and do it again, I wouldn't have made those mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. And um, another one is you've got a table. I'm going to be your cook. So I'm I'm doing all the cooking. So cook whatever you want. What's What's the meal that you would have? And with the other four chairs, who would you have there with you and why? Wow, this is a big question. You're how good of a cook are you? Exceptional, obviously. Ex- exceptional. Okay. All right. So <laughs> for the purposes of this anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I just because I've I've visited England one time and the best thing about the food in England was the breakfast, like with the beans and the sausage and all that. I'd want that because oh, I love that breakfast. Uh <laughs> Sorted. That's, the that's yours. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Who would be at the table? Uh, you'd definitely be at the table. Like awesome. you cooked the meal. Like that's one. Yeah. Let's let's hang out and chat again. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, I really got to think about this one. Put me on the spot here. Um, let's see. I think I would put Brene Brown at the table. Because I think she's a very interesting character. I think she has a lot of uh, very good insight. And I think it'd be cool to sit down and have a have a dinner with her. Mm. Um, one more person. Running a blank here. Um. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to save you from, from missing your wife. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's totally what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> because she would love to have dinner with Brene Brown. Let's. She would love that. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. because, thank you. <laughs> you can edit the part out. <laughs> what's, your, what's your wife's email? <laughs> and then you are you are going to be privileged in the first person to have been asked a, a question by a previous guest. Ooh. So it's something that I'm going to do, and I'll ask you to um, to have a question for for my next guest as well. Okay, okay, I like that. So this is from um, Becca, Becca Guy, who was on the last podcast uh, that I released. And she would like to know if you believe in failure and uh, whatever the answer is, what your biggest failures or life lessons are. I don't, I don't think there are failures. I think every quote unquote failure is an opportunity to learn and know better and do better. And I think one of my biggest failures was the cabbage soup diet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could, kind of couldn't not be, could it? <laughs> no, it really couldn't. Spent so much money on toilet paper. <laughs> <coughs> Perfect. And what a way to end to, to end this fantastic discussion. I know. Um, right? Nick, before you go, um, where can people find you? Uh, so you can find me on Instagram, TikTok at Nick Anderson Fitness, NickAndersonFitness.com, the Nick Anderson Fitness Podcast. Just look up Nick Anderson Fitness. You'll find me. <laughs> awesome. Um, thank you so much for coming on. It's been it's been a great conversation uh, as always, uh, and I'm sure we will catch up uh, catch up soon. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was Cheers, a blast. Man.